Welcome to the Power Mom Minute. I'm your host, Stephanie Uchima Carney, and I'm a modern day business mama who believes you can have it all. This podcast is all about going behind the scenes of the lives and businesses of successful moms in business in order to uncover the daily rituals, life lessons, real life tactics, and favorite tools that you as a mom can use to apply to your daily life and business. It is my mission to educate, empower, and inspire moms like yourself to build your dream business while having the freedom and flexibility to enjoy life to the fullest. Power Moms, it's time to rule the world. Now let's get started. On today's episode of the Power Mom Minute, I'm excited to bring to you all a super power mom, Maggie Burgoff. Maggie is a mom of two little boys and runs two extremely successful consulting businesses, one in health optimization and the other in business consulting. She uses her knowledge in health and wellness as a functional medicine nurse practitioner to help mom bosses alike uplevel their physical and mental health while simultaneously building families and businesses. Maggie is the go-to functional medicine practitioner for founders, celebrities, top athletes, and CEOs who are looking to achieve peak performance from the inside out. She's been featured in Entrepreneur, Well and Good, CBS, Today in Nashville, you name it, she's been there. And she does this all while raising two little ones. The second I met this amazing mom, we clicked like we've been friends forever. Actually, someone told us we should meet and then boom, the next thing I know, we're having lunch together more like three days in a row. We bonded over breastfeeding, mommy judgment, biohacking, and our journey into parenthood and entrepreneurship. What I love about Maggie is her genuine enthusiasm, her giant smile, and her passion for what she does. Without further ado, I welcome Power Mom Maggie Burgoff. Hi. <laughs> oh my gosh, that is so sweet. Thank you so much. No, I'm excited to have you here. So I wanted to start off by you just kind of giving a little background about what your family structure is like and yeah, just how many kids you have, what their ages are, and kind of what is the role of work-wise in your household? Cool. Okay. So I, um, I've been married for four years, so I have an amazing husband and we had our first baby right away. So he will be three in January and then we have a six month old as well. And actually I started my first company with, when I was on maternity leave with the first. So three years ago I took maternity leave and I was like, I am not going back. And so I hired somebody uh, to mentor me and help me do the business thing. Cause I didn't know anything about business ownership. I literally never took a business class in my life. I'm medical. So I learned all of this stuff. And what was really important to me of why I didn't want to go back. Well, one, I wasn't really aligned with the lifestyle that it provided like myself. You know, I was on call all the time. I had to work weekends. I was doing the nine to five thing. And I was just like, it was so not me. So not me. And I felt capped. But then as I started to grow my family, I knew I wanted to be a mom. In fact, I wanted to be a full-time mom. Like I was just like, I just want to be a mom all the time. <laughs> now I know that I actually would not be fulfilled being a sole mom. I really, really do enjoy um, business building and, and having a business of my own. But that's kind of what led me to doing this virtual consulting practice and, and then opening another is because I just wanted to be a mom. Like I wanted to be at home with my children, but I also wanted to feel that it feels kind of like an addiction to doing things and building things and making things and creating and, and using my creativity. Um, and, and I do that through building businesses. I didn't realize your business is only three years old. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That is crazy. Well, what you've built. So give a little bit of a glimpse of what your past life was kind of what was, you know, what did you do? What was kind of your schedule? 
and then now talk about the businesses you do run and just a little bit about that journey. Cool. So I was a nurse practitioner. I still am a nurse practitioner, of course, but I don't quite use my degree like I used to. So I am a nurse practitioner and I had like my dream job in my dream hospital. So we moved back to my hometown because we decided we wanted to raise our babies around our family. And we, I got a job at the hospital I'd always wanted to work at. My mom's worked there for like 32 years. It's the most, it's the it's the one in town to be at. Okay. So I got a job there in an outpatient clinic. And in fact, the clinic that I got a job at, the nurse practitioners were in charge of the clinics, not doctors. So we had one overseeing doctor and then we actually managed nine outpatient clinics. Oh, so wow. I would, yeah. So I would like bounce around and I would be the person, right? It was just me and then my team of nurses and MAs and things like that. So I would bounce around from gen- different clinics and I liked my job a lot. I really did. What was your specialty in that? It was um, injury care. So we did a lot of work injuries. So if somebody fell off a rooftop or they split, like it was gross. Like, like, I mean, I would sew back on thumbnails and, and limbs and cast and broken bones that are sticking out of their body, like totally opposite of what I do now, but that's what I did. And, and I felt really good at it. Like I felt like, wow, I, I got this. Like I, I knew it. I loved it. I felt fulfilled, but I was working a typical job where you, I had to be there from eight o'clock to five o'clock and then I would get home and I was pregnant at the time. So then I would get home, make dinner, clean dinner, and then like go to bed. Right. I was like, Whoa. And this is my first experience of a job like that out of graduate school. So I was like, wow, this is what it's going to look like the next 80 years. And it really, you know, or less, but it really freaked me out. And then when I was pregnant, I was having some complications and I had, I was responsible of being on call which means that sometimes they would call me at 2 a.m. and I'd have to go in and stitch somebody's up, somebody up and then I'd go home and they'd call me back at 3 o'clock or 4 o'clock. Sometimes they would call me back to the office multiple times a night and here I am pregnant trying to raise a baby. My health story back when I struggled with autoimmune disease and I wasn't all the way better yet during my first pregnancy. So I was like, I can't do this anymore. Like I cannot, I'm going to burn out. I'm going to get sick. This pregnancy is going to go bad. And that's when I really realized that I, I'm not meant for this position. I, I'm meant to, you know, live life the way that I had envisioned it. Wow. I was going to say my mom was a nurse for, I don't even know, like 35 plus or actually 40 years or something like that. So I get it. And I know when she had me, she scaled back and she went part-time because it was so hard and the hours are crazy. You're almost like working crazier than doctor hours. Yeah, it is. And you know, I'm so grateful that some people thrive on that because I know people who are like, I'm addicted to it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> uh, call me in every night. I'm so grateful that because we need those practitioners, but it's absolutely not for me. Did you have kind of an aha moment during that? Or was it just like a culmination of stuff? And you're like, that's it. Once I have my kid, I'm backing away. So I actually knew kind of right away when I they were having me sign on. I already knew a little bit in the back of my head, like, oh, I don't know about this whole thing. Uh, I was a little nervous. So when they signed me on, I actually only took a part-time position, but I worked full-time hours because I didn't want to be tied in. And so I was already part-time from the get-go, but I didn't know what the, I thought at the time that it was because I wanted to work part-time and be a mom part-time. I never in a million years thought of building my own practice. In fact, my mom always told me I should, and people always told me that I should. And I always like, no way, I don't want to do that. I'm so not interested. I just want to like work my job and then be a mom. So it was kind of, gosh, I think just like everything happens for a reason. And I met this person who had a virtual health consulting practice and I was 
just kind of inspired that this world existed and that I can have both of these best worlds. Like I can be a stay-at-home mom, have so much time with my kids. Like even just today, all day long, I've just been hanging with my kids. We baked pies this morning. We've been hanging out and playing. And then I get to hop on and have an amazing conversation with you to help other people. And just like a little snippet of my day, it's, you know, I realize that you can have all of those things. So you make it sound so easy that you just, you know, quit your job and launch this like super <laughs> successful, you know, company in which you help people. I mean, like crazy celebrities and athletes and like big names. What was that kind of transition period though? Because it sounds so easy, but to a lot of people and especially moms who are like, I'm pregnant. I have all this on my plate. I want the stability. I need the insurance mm. or like they're kind of have those fears of leaving something stable, but knowing that they want more. Like, what was that for you? Well, one, once I knew that I wanted more, once you have that vision and that clarity, you just have to trust yourself that you're going to make it happen. So even now, if you know, five years down the road, I don't know exactly what my business will look like, right? Because entrepreneurship isn't secure. It's not stable. It can change in the blink of an eye, but I know enough about me. I know I will always make it work. I'm going to figure something out. I'm going to find something to do, something to make, you know, happen. So I think that just having that trusted myself was huge. And then also it's really important because other people around you are going to try to speak logic to you and logic usually will win. And it's not logical to quit your job when you have two kids and you're running around and you, you're going to lose your health insurance. That's not logical. That is not logical. So people who that fear, it fears them and their own limitations, they will try to put that onto you. And you have to be so strong and certain to know that you, you know that everything in your heart, that this is what is meant to be for your life and that you're meant for more and that you're meant to do this thing. And then that, I think that's the very first step is just being confident in yourself. And talk a little bit, I guess, about your support system. Cause I know a lot of people are like, great. I, you know, I do have confidence in myself. I'm going to crush it. I'm going to do this. Uh, but now who's going to watch my kids? How am I yeah. going to do this? How am I going to make ends meet? Like talk about, you know, who supports you, you know, your husband, do you have a nanny? Like talk a little bit about kind of your structure there. Okay. So what, first of all, I ha always have a mentor, a business mentor to support me. So I know exactly what to do, when to do, how to do it. And I know that somebody's like making sure that I keep on growing. So that's helpful. I'm never saying How did here, like, you pick your mentor? <laughs> always just meant to, not to be right. So like my first one, I was in a chat room at an IFM Institute for Functional Medicine conference. And we were just like chatting, chatting. And he had like a hosted group thing afterward where everybody just debriefed from the conference and we just clicked. And then my next mentor, I met at a conference and I just really felt aligned with her and I knew that she could help me get to the next level. And so I had her. And then just from there, it's, you know, people who I've met in person at conferences or who I see online and like everything they post, I'm like, oh man, I really like this person. And I think that it's just anybody who is up higher than you in business, who you really genuinely like and feel like aligned with their values and how they are in the world. And for me, positivity is a big thing. Like I don't, actually like one of my mentors, I actually distanced myself from because they were so negative and I don't want, even want that in my space. Right. Even if they are brilliant or whatever, you just, Oh, it's not a really good answer, but you kind of know when, you know, when you see that person, were you actually looking for a mentor at the time? Or you're just like, no. I clicked, like, would you like to help me? Yep. Okay. Literally. That's what I did. I was like, we chatted for a while. I saw what he was doing. I said, to myself, like, this looks kind of cool. I'm kind of interested in this. So I just asked him, Hey, I know you mentor people. What does that look like? And then I just jumped in and went for it. 
So that's on the business side. How do you make it work with your family? So most people start companies not with kids already, mm-hmm. and it's always a big change, but you actually started with half being pregnant and stuff. So you kind of had an idea of what your needs might be, even though you didn't know what your business would look like. Yeah. How did you build that team of personal support? Well, I thought I could do it myself at first. So <laughs> until my first son got to be about, yeah, I don't know, five months old or six months old and started crawling or wake, not napping. Right. And then I'd yes. be on like a really important client call and the baby's like crying in the back. I'm like, Oh, I'm sorry. I just got to get my kid. And I'm like, Oh, darn it. So then I hired a nanny. So that was our first hire. So my husband at the time, he worked for another company. He was outside the house. It was just me at home trying to do this thing alone. Okay. So then I hired a nanny. She was fantastic. And she would come in during the day. I, I would say probably like part-time hours so that I could bulk my calls into those few hours that she was here. And then full-time mommy outside of that. When our child turned about one and a half is when um, we had a big transition. We realized that we wanted him to have more socialization with other friends. We wanted him to experience more than just me, the nanny, and my husband. And so we actually sent him to school. So he now, and he still is at that school, it's phenomenal. He now goes to school from Monday to Thursday from eight o'clock to, or 8.30 to 3.30. So he's out of the house having so much fun at his school. And then with our newborn, we have somebody who watches him part-time at home. Now, in that transition time as well, my husband actually came home from his career to work with me and my company because it was doing really well. I needed help. And he was like, oh, I hate my job. Let me help you first before you hire somebody else. And so he came home from his job, helped me in my business. It was amazing. Um, and we kind of tag teamed. We tag team parented. And then our, our child was gone during those times. So we did have time alone to spend on ourselves and in the business. Good. So what is your typical kind of day then? If like your kids at school only from, you know, nine to three or whatnot, what is your, how do you structure like your schedule to make it, to get it all yep. done? Yep. So it's super boundaries. Uh, and this is my husband, because if it was up to me, my old type A personality would just want to work, work, work and forget that family is my priority. So he kindly reminds me, this is what it looks like. We wake up, my morning routine is just the kids. I don't have any fancy like biohacking health morning routine. I literally- I was totally going to ask you about that, by the way, is what's your morning routine? (laughs) Everybody always asks me, and because of the clients I see and because of what I do and and, and the profession I'm in, they expect some huge answer. And I'm like, "Uh, I usually wake up because a two-year-old is kicking me in the face and the (laughs) newborn is next to me because like we're going through a phase right now where the two-year-old wakes up. We don't co-sleep, but he- sleeps in his own room, but he'll wake Mm -hmm. up and come into our room at like 3 a.m. or something and then get into bed. And then the six-month-old sometimes will wake up. So some mornings we wake up and there's literally all four of us laying on our bed and we're like, oh my gosh. So that's what my morning sometimes looks like. And then I just do the mom thing and and we feed the kids and we change diapers. And I do this with my husband. I'm very fortunate that we get to parent together and we're both home. And then he takes my son to school the two-year-old while I stay home with a newborn. And then we have our nanny for the newborn comes at 11. So from when we wake up until 11, it's just, we switch off and on. Like if he wants to go work out, I'm watching the kid. If I want to go run some errands, he's watching the kid. We're doing it together. We're having family time. And then at 11 o'clock to three o'clock are my work hours. So that's when I'm scheduling and I'm super efficient and productive because at three, three o'clock I leave the house and I go pick up my son and then we get home. And then the rest of the evening is family time. So you pretty much have like 
four hours a day that you work on your business and yet you build this, you built this like crazy company. Do you have any like tips on how, what you do in those four hours? Like, do you have theme days? Do you like, do you batch things? Like what's kind of your trick? Yeah. So I, I would love to say I have theme days. That is the ultimate (laughs) goal. And, but for some reason, it always doesn't seem that way. I see private clients and, and if they, I try to see everybody on Thursdays and if they have a conflict because they have a busy business or they're traveling because of their work or whatever, I'm so flexible. So I'm like, Oh, let's, I'll see you on Monday. So my batch days don't quite work as well as I could, but that's what I typically do is I, from 11 to three, I try to bulk all calls, like all podcasts. I do a lot of summits, which are like online training series Mm -hmm. into one day. And then I bulk all client calls into another day. So there's two days gone. I don't work on my business at all. I can't because I'm call after call and then I'm following up with clients. I'm in my email, things like that. And on the other days, typically I am working on social media strategy. I'm running errands. I'm, I just recently hired um, somebody in town. So lately I've been spending time meeting with that person and training them on certain things so they can start to offload some of my stuff. But that's kind of what it looks like. No, no day is the exact same, even though right. I feel like that would be perfect. But usually definitely all podcasts and summits are on the same day and all clients are on the same day so that I'm mentally prepared for that type of day. As a type A person, I know it's really hard to kind of like let go of certain things. What are the kinds of things that you leave messy in your life? You're like, okay, it's fine if the bed's not made. Or mm. what are the things that you, you know, just leave messy? In order to accommodate other things. I'm a bed maker. That's not one of the things. (laughs) But one of the things that I am guilty of is, and I'm sure a lot of you guys can relate, I get like all pumped up to do the laundry and I'm like, I'm going to do all laundry today. The house is going to be so clean and sparkly. And then it like stays unfolded for way too long in the basket. That's my, that is my weakness for sure. (laughs) And then also sometimes um, I like a really clean house, but sometimes I'm busy in between calls and just to get like lunch in, I will make it, but then leave the dishes out and then get to it at the end of the day and realize like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that this is still here. Like when it's time to go to bed. So those are a few areas where yeah, I leave messy for sure. What are areas that you wished you paid money for earlier or sooner? Oh, um, a housekeeper speaking of, so (laughs) we have somebody who comes in about once a month, which I think it could be even more. And even some months it's inconsistent. So I would think like right when we started a house cleaner and then also the nanny, I waited way too long for that because here's, here's the thing is when I'm, cleaning my house or something like that, that's time that I could spend somebody else to do where I could spend, if I spent that time, say I'm cleaning the house for five hours, which sometimes like legitimately it's like five hours <laughs> and I'm still cleaning. That's five hours I could have spent on my business, accelerating and growing and making income so that I can pay someone to do that thing. And then the same thing with the nanny. I was like, kind of like half-assing it. I was like half-assing being a mom because I was trying to work and be a mom and then half-assing being a business owner because I was trying to build a business and be a mom. Whereas when I had the nanny taking care of my child and then I was full on work mode, I got so much more done. So, so much faster. Do you work from home or do you have an, okay. I work from home and I've got (laughs) the least fancy setup. So (laughs) we have literally, when we bought this home, I didn't have a business, nor did I want one. So we actually transformed our dining room into my office. There are no doors, which was a huge thing. Like it was a huge thing when we didn't have 
care for the one-year-old because then he would always come into the office and then, you know, he didn't understand why. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that was the setup. That is the setup. We're, we're moving right now, but that's been it for the past three years. Wow. So going back to kind of the beginning of your business, and then we're going to go back to even how you got up into all of this, but in the beginning of your business, what did it kind of look like? Like you, I know you had a mentor and you wanted to start this virtual business, but like, how, how did it all start? Like, what did mm. it, were you like, you didn't have structured four hours of times. So you didn't have all these clients. You didn't have, you yeah. know, all this media where, what did it look like? <laughs> Um, I was working full time at the hospital, right? And there were some clinics. Remember, I staffed nine out, out, outpatient clinics. There were some that were slower than others, and I would intentionally like take on the slower clinics that no one really wanted, so that I had some time alone to work on the business. And I would even see clients sometimes at my other job. I would like hop on a phone call if it was 9 p.m. Because sometimes I had the night shift. So it would be like 9 p.m. There's nobody there. And I would be, you know, watching a free webinar on how to do social media for business or doing, seeing a client or emailing back. It was a lot of lunch breaks and slow times in the, in the hospital that I built the business. So um, how long did you actually work then at your job before you left? So you didn't actually just quit and say, okay, I'm going to start my business. Like you kind of overlapped. Yeah, I overlapped because of my husband. So I, I am the personality that when I made that decision to do the online thing, my personality to be like, okay, I'm doing it next day, quit. Literally, that's what, what I would do. But my husband is the logical person. And he's like, oh, but you have the insurance for family. We just had a baby. What are you talking about? Like, yeah. And like the stability of a paycheck. We were newly married and we had a baby and I'm building this business all in one year. So like there were definitely some things that he, he brought me down to, which is a good, it's a good thing. But I was doing the dual thing, working at the hospital and building the business for eight months before I full-time left. So I put in my notice within like seven months after that. What do you think was the biggest turning point to kind of get your business to where it is today? Like the biggest success mm -hmm. moment? hundred percent. I know that answer. So I actually went to a conference that my mentor, the one that I just ended up distancing myself <laughs> from, but he had actually told me, do not go to this conference. Don't go, don't go. These people are not good people. They are just marketers, yada, yada. I mean, it was negative, but I just literally felt, remember when I told you, like, you just know when I just yeah. know when you know, I literally felt with everything in me, like I've got to be at this conference. It was the scariest investment I've made in my life. It was like $3,500, most expensive thing I've ever done as far as like a conference or something. Like I didn't even comprehend that that was a thing. And my son was only five months old. So <laughs> I was, I was very, very, very scared, but I went anyways. And it was the best decision I've ever made in my entire life. Within two weeks of leaving that conference, I made $14,000, which was the most money I'd ever made in my business or like ever in a single moment. And that is what gave me the confidence and the friendships to know like, okay, I have people who are doing this successfully who have my back and look, I'm doing it. I like, I totally have this under control. And that's when it also gave my husband the confidence to see that this is, this is legit. It's going to work. Yeah. Wow. So let's go back to, cause I, I want to hear a little bit about your health journey and just talking about how you even got into, so you do functional medicine, but like what you were telling me was like the coolest thing ever where you like do blood work and all of this stuff. And you pretty much like biohack people to cure them. <laughs> I mean, that's like yeah. <laughs> the summary, but how did you even get into all of this? Let's go back to, I know you had so many health issues. You had a stroke. You didn't even think you were going to get pregnant and now look at you now. Mm. So walk me through kind of your personal journey. 
Yeah. So I was always pretty interested in health and wellness. Um, I just didn't know the right way to do it. So my mom actually had cancer when I was in about second grade and she had stage three colon cancer. They told her there's nothing they could do for her. And they actually like kicked her out of the hospital of the doctor system that she was in because they, they needed to help people who there was a chance for it. Like, oh, it was serious. Wow. And she went, of course, didn't accept that. So she went to like a holistic type of cancer institution and was healed. She's all the way better now. She's never even had a relapse. Oh my gosh. Yeah. (laughs) Insane. So when she came home, she brought this big book that they had given her full of all of the different like foods and herbs and things and how they have anti-cancer benefits and how they can help boost nutrients. And that was my first glimpse into paying attention to my food because prior to that, like, you know, I didn't, I didn't know. And this, like when I started learning about this, I was probably in, you know, fifth grade. So I was like early into interest, being interested in this, but I did it the wrong way because then I started looking into like nutrition and workout bloggers. And at the time, luckily there's been a major shift in like the diet industry now in the workout industry. But at the time, the thing was just do this workout and follow this diet plan. You eat every two hours. You eat only basically no fat, no carbs, just chicken breast and like vegetables. <laughs> like that's how it used to be. And so that's what it was I was like doing. Atkins and then paleo yeah. and keto and all of these like unique diets, I guess these days. Yeah. I, I was going to say in 2011, no joke, I started a blog called From Cupcakes to CrossFit. And I was like into like paleo stuff and CrossFit and like, trying, so I'm like super into, I know it was actually because I liked cupcakes and my husband liked CrossFit. It wasn't me doing CrossFit. I'm a terrible athlete, but um, I was super interested in learning about all of that. So sorry. Yeah, I, it, I, yeah, <laughs> I love it. That's so cute. I love that. Um, and that's what was around. And there. And, and I took it to an extreme, right? I'm a type A person. I'm like yeah. a go-getter. I do things to the extreme. So I was like eating the perfect diet plan. I was working out every single day, super hard, while still taking like tons of credit hours at Vanderbilt University. So we're flash forwarding now to college. I take all these credit hours and I'm doing this internship and I'm about to graduate. And then all of a sudden, my lease for my house I was living at was up three weeks before my graduation date. So for those three weeks, those are finals weeks. And I had to live with my friend who had five roommates and they just like lived total. They were one year under me and they were just still in like total party vibe and just eating pizza every night until 3am, like totally different lifestyle than I was living with my other roommates. Then I was like living on her couch. Sometimes I'd sleep on the floor if they had friends over for the weekend or whatever. And so I was out of my routine and so stressed with what am I going to do with the rest of my life? Because I was actually dating my now husband at the time and he lived in Indiana and I lived in Nashville and I really, really loved Nashville and I wanted to stay there. But also I was like a little homesick and I wanted to be at home with my boyfriend. And so I was like, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? So I was super stressed out. Plus I was starting to eat all this junk food that my body wasn't used to. And I had like this massive, massive crash. So crazy. I'd gained about 50 pounds in the matter of a few months. I developed all sorts of autoimmune diseases. Like the list was endless. I ended up in the hospital with a TIA, which is a mini stroke. Like my kidney failure, my body was just done. It was like, okay, Megs, enough is enough. You're done. It was horrible. And this was all in a matter of like months Months. or weeks. (laughs) Months. So all of a sudden it was like that one day my body started to swell. Like I, I was sitting down in class one time and I got up after sitting down for hours and I start walking and my leg feels really weird. And I'm like, what the heck is going on? So I look down and I lift up my leg pant and my leg was swollen so much that it was like an elephant leg, like from my thigh was the same 
width down to my foot <gasps> and I was thin. So this like was very surprising and shocking. It had never happened to me before. Yeah. It was crazy. I had pinning edema is what it's called, where you even could just put push into my leg and it would live, leave a huge indent for, for a while. So it happened very quickly. Oh my goodness. And so after that, so did that start while you were still being healthier? This was when you started getting stressed and the downfall. This kind is of. when it, I was starting to stress. Okay. I was eating super restrictive. Like I, like I remember I was not, I thought I was eating healthy, but I actually wasn't. I was restricting right. myself from like fats and whatnot. And then on the weekends. And then also when I moved into this person, since place, massively consuming all of this food all of a sudden that my body wasn't even used to. And I was just binge eating and my body just could not even handle it. Oh, so I guess what happened from there? <laughs> well, so I went to my doctor. I, I, yes, interested in health and wellness, but I've never heard of functional medicine at this time. So I just went to my doctor, like my normal doctor. I thought maybe I'm having a DVT. I was on birth control at the time. A DVT is called deep vein thrombosis. It's when uh, in on birth control can be a risk for this. It's when you basically develop a clot into your leg and it can dislodge and it can't even, even kill you. And then I thought one of the symptoms is swelling in your lower leg. So I thought, oh my gosh, I'm having a DVT. It's because of birth control. And then I went in and they scanned my leg and they said, nope, everything looks fine. So I was like, well, shoot. Well, now what? And so I kept going to doctors and everybody was trying to figure out what was going on. And at first they were telling me everything looks normal. Like you're fine. And I'm standing there like, no, I'm not fine. This is not who I am. This is not what's going on. You're like, I have elephant legs right now on a stroke. This can't be normal. Yeah. And I was so tired. I was sleeping like eight to 10 hours or even more. And then literally still waking up so tired and dragging through the day. I knew something wasn't right. Mm -hmm. But on traditional medical labs, it, my body, it wasn't registering as wrong yet until it did. So then a few months later, I'm, I'm still going back to these doctors and I'm like, you guys, this is not right. I'm going to, they're, they're like, I can't see anything wrong with you. So then they would send me to a specialist who would send me to another specialist and I got stuck in this huge system. And then finally, finally, my labs were bad enough for them to be like, oh shit. Yeah. We, all this stuff is going on. I'm like, I told you. <laughs> No, it's too late, but it was, it was horrible. But then that's actually when that like frustration, I'm really glad it happened because that's when I learned what functional medicine was. My aunt and my mom had found out about it and they were like sending me resources because they knew what was going on. And, um, I actually enrolled into the Institute for Functional Medicine myself because I was like, all right, well, I got to do something like these doctors are literally my doctors literally said that I'm going to be on IV therapy the rest of my life. I can't have babies. I'm, I have this incurable disease all of a sudden that's really rare and they don't know exactly what's going on. And literally a few months ago I was normal. So I was just like, there is no way, no way I'm accepting this. So I just knew that I had to take it into my own hands and that's what I did. And then from there it inspired you to then help others or how did that kind of go about transition. Yeah, so I, on, I enrolled into IFM selfishly to help myself at first, right? I just needed to like survive and figure this out. But then I learned, wow, like there is so much more to the body that I didn't learn at Vanderbilt. I didn't learn in school. We don't learn this in medical school or nursing school or whatever school you went to. They don't teach this stuff. And so uh, my eyes were open to this whole new world of helping people that involved specialty testing, looking at your gut microbiome and heavy metals and hormone levels and even mindset and what you're eating. Like not once had any of those practitioners asked me, hey, were you eating really healthy? And then you started binging? Like, no, that one, that's like a huge part of why my body crashed. Right. Yeah. So, um, 
then after that is when I realized that I don't want to just go back to the hospital anymore where I'm just, yes, I'm helping people because I did injury care. So it wasn't like it was conflicting because like those people really did need stitched up or casted, right? <laughs> it's like, sorry, your finger but, fell off. Um, let's yeah, give you some herbs. Try some lavender. Yeah. No, no, no. I was dealing with people who legitimately needed the traditional medical model, but I wanted to then help the people who needed a functional medicine model. And I knew that there were a lot of people who knew how to stitch people up. Like you're, they're going to find another nurse practitioner who can do that job just as good as I did. But they're not a lot of people I know because I was looking for them who practice functional medicine and in the way that I believe is most efficient and, and gives the best results. So that's when I decided that I was going to do this. What inspired you to go forward in kind of this almost like a niche of like peak performance mm-hmm. and like optimizing like leaders and CEOs and athletes, like versus just like curing cancer for grandma or yeah. um, that sort of route? You know, it's what I identify most with. So I, I view my, myself and I am like that kind of person, right? The go-getter, the type A, the always wants the next achievement. So, and that's why my body crashed. I'm addicted to like wanting the next thing and constantly growing, which is good, but it also can be harmful for your body if you don't know how to balance it. So I knew that I, I could help those people. I speak their language. I am that person. And so it was my personal story that, that, really led me to that. Whereas, you know, grandma with cancer, yes, I can absolutely help them. What I do can help anybody, but I don't have to help everybody. I knew the very specific person that I wanted to dedicate my time and my research and energy into helping. So moms are kind of like that. Moms are also go-getters. Usually they think they can do it all. They stress themselves out. They get terrible sleep. We eat terribly half the time. Well, 90% of the time just depends on who you are and drink a lot of coffee and do almost everything wrong to survive, especially when you have toddlers. What are some using, I guess your background, what do you, are some like key tips or stuff that maybe can help moms reach their peak performance? Because I know for me, like I love all of this biohacking stuff, but I don't have time to make bulletproof coffee in the morning. I don't have time to take a 30 minute cold shower. I can't do, you know, regulated sleeping and sleep schedules and getting eight hours and whatever it is, it's hard. So what are kind of any tips that maybe you do yourself or that you think are doable for moms? Yeah. So first of all, Let's take a moment to recognize how amazing our bodies are because despite all of that stuff, I mean, there's sometimes where I don't sleep at all at night. I mean, I have kids too. Just because I'm a health practitioner doesn't mean I have perfect sleep. Negative. I've got kiddos. So like our bodies are amazing, which brings me to the point that your body wants to heal. It wants to keep you healthy and alive and thriving, okay? What we get stuck in is just living. So we get stuck in like just surviving, getting through the day, saying like, oh, well, no, Dawn, I'm tired. I have kids and I worked all day. Or like, no, Dawn, I have a headache. I, you know, I'm listening to kids room all the time. That stuff is common, but it's not normal. So knowing that you can up-level those things, like you don't, you don't have to have that story. There are a lot of moms I know because they're my clients who are absolutely thriving it, crushing it in mom life and in business and all of the things. So the best thing that I want you to focus on is, is keeping it simple and knowing that your body knows what to do. It wants to heal. It wants to feel amazing. So you just have to give it a little bit of a hand in the right direction. And it doesn't have to be like, everything and all the biohacking things. It can be literally like one thing each week that you decide to do. Maybe that's have 10 minutes of quiet time to yourself. You know, close yourself in a room, give the kid the iPad and have 10 silent moments to yourself, right? Like that, yes, the kid's watching the iPad, but you get to prioritize your health, which makes you a better mom, which makes him a better kid, which 
you know, makes the world go round. So prioritizing your health is always going to go a long way. Um, the eating thing, I say, keep it simple. So when we are busy and we turn to comfort or convenience foods, it makes us crave more of those comfort and convenient foods. Then it makes us dysregulate our hormones. Then we get thyroid disease. Then we are bloated and overweight and swollen. And then we don't sleep well. And it's this big, vicious cycle. So instead, just turn to real food. So simple. Don't worry about a recipe or following all the bloggers out there who are giving you all of these like amazing, you know, cupcakes and dinners and all that. You don't have to do that. Literally just get a protein, lots of vegetables, drizzle some oil on it, stick it in the oven, salt and pepper, and you're done, right? So keep it really simple, easy um, for nutrition-wise so that you can avoid trying to get or avoid getting too overwhelmed to even make healthy choices. What is kind of one thing then you do daily or weekly or anything that you even have a ritual or just what is one thing that you do for yourself daily to help you stay healthy? I definitely boundaries. So I, I'm really good at self-care, like really good now. So even when I'm super busy and my husband reminds me of this as well. So even if I'm super busy and I want to stay up all night working because I want to get caught up or I need to do some stuff or whatever, I'm really good at saying no now. And if I am, if I do have a busy moment, for example, like we met when we were traveling a place, right? And I was really busy all day long and I was doing all stuff, staying up later than normal, drinking lots of wine, (laughs) eating foods I wouldn't normally eat. So I know myself enough to know, okay, well, I've got to like R&R, rest and relax hard after this. So I'm really being intentional and taking literal full days off of work knowing that my business is still going to survive. I'm still going to make money. I'm still going to grow. I'm going to grow more if I prioritize my health right now and take the entire day off and just like lay on the couch. I like to go float floating. There's like sleep deprivation tanks or float. Uh, yeah. Sensory deprivation tanks. Floating is what is called mm-hmm. in our city. So I go floating or I, I'll get a massage or even just at home. I'll do like a face mask at home. Shower. How good does it feel to like have a fresh shower, face mask, lotion on, get your rope, like just that alone will help me to make sure that I stay really, really healthy so that I can be on all of the other times. I totally agree. I'm like all about making sure you're the best because mm. I always say you can't give to others and especially your family if you're not 100% you. And I keep having to learn that the hard way. I mean, after our trip to New York, I came home and I literally crashed, like being 28 weeks pregnant at that time. And like, I overdid it for sure. And I didn't listen to my body. Um, so yeah, but you get to, you get to start over. You get to learn from that and, um, you know, learn from that and do it next time a different way. And it's just simple. Like it can be so simple. It does not have to be this big, huge, complex routine. In fact, usually you'll get better results if it's not that big, huge, complex routine, because all you need to do is a few consistent things every day and, or even most days and, and you'll be good to go long-term consistency. That is Mm -hmm. key. And back to your real food thing. What's interesting is I swear I got pregnant with my third kid because I did this like random program, um, with a bunch of mommy friends who were all, we were all trying, cause we just had kids. We were trying to like, you know, get healthy after having a baby. And so we were all like, had like six to 12 month olds. And it was all about eating like really clean, but just like real foods, doing like a 10 minute meditation, things like that. And I swear, because I had fertility issues, that's what accidentally got me pregnant. 100%. Is that 
all of a sudden my body was like, oh, she's like running so much better. Like mm-hmm. my performance was better. And I was like my, I was de-stressed and and I just laugh because I'm like, I blame this program for kid number three. <laughs> well, here, that's a good, that's a good thing because it's a good thing to tell your audience because a lot of my clients who come to me and they're like, I'm infertile, I'm infertile. And the doctors who told me I was infertile and I was like, yeah, right. And I had like all my babies naturally and too easily. Um, <laughs> it, you are not infertile, right? What you eat, what you do, how you think, how you, how you move, everything, it depends on your body. Your body is currently in a state of inflammation and your body doesn't want to grow babies when it's inflamed and trying to just survive. But yeah, I, I mean, I, that's the power of food. I see that all the time in my clients where they're infertile. And then even after just literally one of my clients was like three weeks in and she's like, oh my God, I'm pregnant. But it's just like getting rid of the inflammation and getting the body back on track. Yeah. Really quick. Speaking of foods and stuff, um, in one of the articles I randomly read about you, you wrote about like coffee and stuff and like what not to do with coffee. But for moms, coffee is like my survival. Since I can't (laughs) drink wine because I'm pregnant, coffee is literally, and I know I guess I shouldn't be drinking coffee because of caffeine, but I do anyway. (laughs) What can moms do in the morning to boost their energy and productivity? If, I mean, coffee is not an option or what can they do with their coffee? Well, you can still have the coffee. I have coffee in the morning. So what, it, it depends on the person. Okay, here, here's the thing. Everything I do in my practice is super specialized. So I actually will do tests to see like, can your body metabolize coffee healthy? Mm-hmm. Is your body under a ton of adrenal fatigue and stress and Hashimoto's, which is like a thyroid disorder? Because yeah. coffee's not going to help us get well. So I know that about the person, but if you're just general coffee rules, ditch the sugar. The sugar is going to make you crash hard. It's going to just make you irritable and break out and all that kind of stuff. So ditch adding the sugar. You can do stevia instead. They even sell like 100% organic stevia liquid drops. They have flavors that are French vanilla. I'm not a huge advocate of flavoring but um, because that's a whole other topic, but that is a better substitute. And then a lot of my clients inflame to dairy and it's not everybody, but I would say that a lot of them do, and they feel better when they use something like almond milk or cashew milk in their coffee instead. You can even add some fat in there. So like some Dave, um, Dave Asprey has like brain octane oil, yeah. or you can use MCT oil. Um, you can add <laughs> also collagen helps keep powder. you uh, regular if you don't, it, if it doesn't uh, sit well with you. If you do too much of it, then you may MCT get a little bit oil. of loose Oh my goodness. MCT oil. Yeah. And I do not, we're not friends. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah it, yeah, it definitely can make you have some loose bowels. So you got to be careful with that. It's not really small, but it helps you keep keep you full, keep your hormones regulated. And so those are like, you can have, yeah. coffee can be really good for you. Really okay. good. So but- yeah, you just have to know what to do with it. A lot of times with my moms also, I will have them add collagen powder to their coffee and almost ah. make like a coffee smoothie, kind of like a mocha latte or like a mocha Ooh. frappuccino. So they'll do their coffee. They'll make their coffee, put it in the thing, add collagen powder, which helps with a lot of like hair and skin and nails of course, but also gut health, add a little bit of fat to keep them full and hormones regulated so that they can get through the morning. And then they got their caffeine kick. So you can I totally should try it. that. Cause I usually add the, I have like vital proteins, like collagen powder, yeah. but I usually add that to like smoothies, but I never thought of adding it to my coffee. Uh, so. game changer. Make, All it, right. it makes it like super creamy and frothy, like just like Ooh. latte. And I literally will have them just put it and I'll do this myself too in a Nutribullet or a Ninja yeah. blender or something like that. You don't have to have a fancy coffee machine for it. Oh, cool. Okay. Final two questions. Yeah. What is a favorite app program or book that you would recommend or use to help you in your daily life? 
And then, well, I, answer that one first, and then I'll ask okay, you my final. <laughs> easy. Asana, A-S-A-N-A, is the calendar that I use. I don't know how I looked at it. So I'm a very, I, I like pride myself and brag about how much of a pen to paper person I am. So I literally up until just this last year still did a, a planner in an actual planner with a pen and everything. And I thought that that's what I just did. And then I met Asana and it changed my life forever because you can plan. This is a calendar app and it's free. You can plan out your entire life in it. You can schedule things. It organizes based on time. So a lot of times in my notebook, I would like scratch out something that got canceled or want to move something. And then it would be all sloppy. And then it would like make my OCD mind kind of freak out because like the page looks so sloppy. Right. (laughs) So like in Asana, it just organizes very clearly. If you can't get that errand done that you wanted to do. I put my personal life in there too. I'll literally just click it. You can drag it to another day it, and then you check mark it when it's done. It's and um, the best part, you can color code and tag. Yes. Yeah. I love Asana. So I'm an Asana person, not a Trello person, but you know, yeah. I know it doesn't matter which one you use, but it's like a project management, but I mm. love Asana. I'm, I'm so on your boat on that one. I'm, I'm, lit- I'm obsessed. I don't know how I ever lived without it. Do you have, do you like invite your husband to, uh, some of your Asana workflows? <laughs> and, like, Maggie have- flowers. No. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Here's your checklist. Like I assign I tasks. <laughs> so he's supposed to have, so when we first bought, got the Asana, I was like, well, why don't you, I just want you to know like everything. I don't want to have to tag you and invite you to everything I do, but I want you to know everything I'm doing. So here's the login and just like, will you check this to make sure that you know, like what's going on in my world? Cause I am typically like on calls and I want him to know that. And that he never, ever would get in. He'd be like, oh, you have a call right now? I'm like, yeah, didn't you check Asana? He's like, no, I haven't, I haven't logged in in a week. So anyway, so now <laughs> I start to assign him things. So if I like need him to do a favor or mm-hmm. if I really think something's important, like, hey, we need to make a decision on removing right now. So like literally just the other day, I was like, finalized choice for Nashville house. And I assigned it to him so that he clearly sees and it gives him an email so that he remembers. So I'm not nagging. He knows <laughs> it's been a sign. Like he knows it's there. I don't have to remind him. Like then, tag husband grocery list, hint, hint. Like yeah. these are the five things we need. Don't forget yeah. them. I have friends who tag their husbands like, congratulate um, <laughs> Kayla on her launch. Buy flowers possibly. <laughs> Just, you know, little subtle hints, not so subtly. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Okay. Last thing. What is your mom's superpower that makes you a better mom in business? Oh, my mom's superpower makes me a better mom in business. Something that you acquired by becoming a mom. That's now a superpower that makes you a better entrepreneur in business. Selflessness. So before I was a mom, I was pretty dang selfish with my time because I could be. I worry. I Yes, I had a schedule, but every single day I was able to get my workout in. I was able to go to the grocery shop when I wanted to. I was able to meal prep and spend four hours meal prepping every Sunday. Like that kind of stuff does not happen anymore. No matter how hard I try, I'm a practitioner, right? So like, but I'm human. So even if I want to wake up and get my workout in at, you know, 630 so that, cause I start my calls at whatever time and want to make sure it happens. Sometimes I'm up with the, the newborn until 4am and that doesn't happen. So the flexibility and knowing that it doesn't all have to be done perfectly. Cause it used to really, this, this is my superpower. Cause before it would freak me the heck out if I didn't like follow the plan. And if I didn't get the things done, or if I had to do something else instead of, you know, do that thing, it would freak me out. And now I'm just like, huh, all right, well, we'll adjust. So that's definitely made me a better businesswoman as well. Nice. So where can we all find you online or what, what's your kind of next big thing? What do you want our audience to know? 
Okay. Well, um, everything's my name, Maggie Berghoff. So if you want to reach out, definitely my website, MaggieBerghoff.com and Instagram, Maggie underscore Berghoff. I'm always there literally like DMing and chatting with all of you guys. So I, I love hanging out with everybody over there. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. And when you move to Nashville, I'm visiting you. Sorry. I've always wanted to go to Nashville. So I can't wait. I can't wait to host you. (laughs) All right. Well, I will talk to you later. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Power Mom Minute podcast. Your support means the absolute world to me. You can find the show notes for the episode and other goodies over at powermomminute.com. And if you enjoyed this episode or have gotten value from the podcast, I'd be so grateful if you could head on over to iTunes and leave us a rating and review so that we can reach and empower more moms all over the world together. Each week, I'll be reading some of those reviews on air. So stay tuned and you might just hear yours. Thank you so much again, beautiful mamas, and I'll see you here next time.